0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk
1: CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, Lost Wolf on sport.com. Stream live on blogtalkradio.com.
2: Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 415, the post-Grey Cup edition. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and welcome to the show, guys. Hey, yeah, that's right. The Grey Cup was yesterday, and we have new champions in the CFL. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers were victorious over the Hamilton Tiger Cats, and that is the end of the 2019 CFL season. It's over. Go home. It's no, nothing more to talk about. Let's just call it quits right now. Now we're going to talk about the football game. We're going to talk about a bunch of things. I got two things. Two, You know, there's a bunch of things I want to talk about. One of them is why people talk shit and why they look stupid doing it. Okay? First off, Brandon Banks. All week, he's beaking off about how good the Hamilton Tiger Cats are and how bad of a beatdown they're gonna give the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Okay? And, you know, okay, yeah, a little bit of trash talk here, there, and everywhere else, but he took it to the nth degree. Okay? Hamilton gets lambasted in this game. Okay? They just absolutely look like shit. Okay? And, uh, you know, so be it. They're an Eastern team. They played a Western team, and most Western teams are better than the Eastern team. Anyhow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we can go over that forever and ever and ever. Hamilton just simply was outclassed. Now, halfway through the game, Brandon Banks deletes his Twitter account completely because everybody was beaking him off, at, you know, in response to that. Well, that's kind of a bomber fan thing. They do that. they in your face. They're gloating. They're arrogant pricks most of the time but you know if you're gonna talk the shit you you have to put up with the garbage when you don't perform mr banks okay so you know that is it's wrong You're, you're you're be humble okay all the way from the beginning to the end if you weren't talking shit all week nobody'd be talking shit to you right now okay so that's just fact number one number two Andrew Harris, what an ass. He's posting things on Twitter that says, oh, yeah, and, like, who's talking the fucking shit now? And, okay, like, Andrew, you got caught cheating. You should be humble, okay? Be cool. You didn't get the MOP award this year. You didn't get the most outstanding Canadian award. Why? Because you got caught cheating. Now, why they even gave him the MVP award, I have no idea in my life. He was not the most valuable player on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers team yesterday. Zach Caleros was. If it wasn't for Zach Caleros, they wouldn't have been in the playoffs. They were on a slide going towards the crossover position. Andrew Harris was there the whole time. They weren't winning games. He's not the one that put them into the playoffs, and he's not the one that won them the Grey Cup. It was Zach Caleros. I have no idea why they couldn't give or didn't give that award to the person who deserved it, which was, of course, the quarterback and Zach Klaus. Yeah, Harris thought he could run all over the place, and he did. And let's just be – this this is a whole different game. You had – when was the last time the running back won the MVP of a Grey Cup game? I'll tell you. Corey Sheets. 2013, Saskatchewan Riders Quarterback was Darian Durant, useless quarterback, absolutely useless idiot. Okay, Corey Sheets won that game for them. That's not the case last night. No way. Zach Clarys, most valuable player, wouldn't have been in the game, wouldn't have been in the playoffs, wouldn't wouldn't have been even there without Zach Clarys. Andrew Harris there the whole time. Yeah, but they weren't winning. They needed a quarterback. They went out and got one. End of story. Most valuable player. End of story. Andrew Harris may have been the most outstanding player, but no, he's not the best player. Anyhow, so that's just a fact. The award went to the wrong person. Maybe you could have given him most valuable Canadian. I'm not arguing that. But he still got caught cheating. So then why is he talking smack about everybody else? Okay, so everybody's saying, okay, you're, you're, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, Andrew Harris, stay humble, buddy. You're, you're too arrogant. You're too arrogant in BC, and that's why you're not here. You needed to go somewhere else where you fit in a little better. I guess that's Winnipeg. Okay, have a nice life. Goodbye. Um. Anyhow, what else happened in this football game? All sorts of things. Lots of things have happened in the, around the league in the last 24, 48 hours too, man. Uh, we, we, Coaching decisions are being made. Player decisions are being made. Wow. It's just great cups over and it's, it's shit's hitting the fan already. Uh, no problems. We like it. It's exciting off season. We're going to do a couple more shows and then we're going to take a break and we'll see you in the new year. Remember that. Okay. Uh, I do have a shout out though. I got to do this. Where, where is this gentleman here? I, uh Charles Ballerano, I hope I'm saying your name right, buddy. Hey, uh, he, he gave me a PM today. Uh, I get lots of private messages from people. Most of them aren't very good. Uh, most of them are people just beaking off about how stupid we are and we know nothing about football and everything else. And uh, you just take it with a grain of salt because 99% of the time we're right and these people are just hurt because they don't like what we say. Uh, no problems. But Charles gave me a post, uh, a, a PM today that uh, said uh, how much he liked the show and how informative it was for him and everything else. So big shout out to you, buddy. Thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Uh, we uh, I shared it with the boys on the panel here, and they all appreciate it. Of course, Will said that it was me really making the pretending to be you and i just fabricated all of that uh honestly it's not because i don't give a shit what most people think about what i say most of the time so it there's no way i would spend that much time and effort writing that story out but uh thanks very much charles it was a a, a good little uh, post uh we appreciate it okay moving on let's talk some football who oh let's bring the panel in cuz i really don't want to talk anymore I had something else I wanted to talk about, but I don't know what it was. It just uh, Andrew Harris just pissed me off all day today. He probably the one that broke the cup, too, just because he's such, being such a dick. Um, okay, I'm going to open up the mics here. Uh, Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Ah, I'm having fun. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What? How you doing, buddy?
0: Yeah. How you doing? I'm going to, What's going on? I'm doing, What's well, new? I'm going, to, I'm going to disagree with you. I thought Harris for sure was going to win the MVP last night because it's up the one game. And I mean, if you're doing overall playoffs, then I got uh, you, I get the point with um, Zach Caleros. But it just if you're taking yesterday's game alone, Andrew Harris what was is, the best player on, it is, with the it best is 100% 100% on yesterday's game alone. Okay, one
2: hundred percent. So you're you're correct on that. And in doing that, yeah, Harris got ran for 135 yards. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's no way in hell they would have won that game with Scrivener. There's no way in hell they would have won that game with Matt Nichols. Okay,
0: there, okay. there, I can see your point. But well, okay. you know what, and I'm Andrew sure Harris was uh, on, uh,
2: was on the team with all of those guys. Okay. True. The only way that they would have win that win the Grey Cup this year is if they went out and got a different quarterback. they went out and got a different quarterback, that quarterback brought them the silver. Okay? Mm -hmm. They couldn't have done it with Nichols. They couldn't have done it with Strebler, even with Andrew Harris on the field. He wasn't the most valuable player.
0: Now, do they call it most valuable player in the in the breakup, Cup, or is it also most outstanding player like it is during the regular season? No, and no, no, I, it's I MVP, never, never most remember. valuable player for the game. Is it MVP? Okay, I wasn't sure. No, yeah. it's MVP for the game and MOP for the season. Mhm. Okay. I I can see your point there, but you know what? I, I'm i going to kind of disagree with you here again because you said they wouldn't win it with uh, Strebler and with, or with Nichols. But if you look at it, with the way that defense played yesterday, I think I might have been able to play quarterback and won that game because that defense was on shutdown mode right from the f- opening play, and they were not getting beaten. Uh, I'm getting ahead of ourselves because we're obviously going to talk about the game later, but with that defense, um, I'm not sure anyone was going to beat them yesterday, no matter who the quarterback was.
2: Yeah, you know, you could be right. There's a a distinct possibility of that, and I'm not going to argue it because Fair i've got nothing to argue with mm-hmm. i'm just saying is it wasn't harris that, that did it man it was it it was the orchestra it was the the maestro behind
0: it all mm-hmm. well if you're talking overall uh mvp for the entire playoff there i'm with you that was definitely Zach Caleros. Uh, i would have given that award to lapolice before i would have given it to harris mm-hmm. okay
2: <laughs> cuz Paul put a good game together, man.
0: He definitely did. No No question about it.
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay, William.
2: How you doing, buddy? Welcome to the show.
1: I am doing very well. I am extremely tired. (laughs) Yeah, I bet you are. Extremely tired. I am extremely tired. Were you Um, up all night
2: drinking and partying?
1: No, I don't drink and party that much, but my buddy was he had to be at the airport at uh, four o'clock this morning, so Oh god. And so being the nice He person had to be at I work now, for eight, did he? No, he didn't have to be at work today, but that's when he booked his flight, so because um, oh he would have liked he would have liked to have stayed up all night and party, but I, I can't do that. And as it is we had fun on Thursday night, had fun on Friday night, and we both looked at each other on Saturday morning and said, I can't do a third night of this. I got to go to the game on Sunday. So we never did go out on on Saturday, and uh, it worked out for the best. But I'm still pretty tired. So, um, as I was telling Mark this morning on Messenger, I did go into the airport to have a coffee with him before he left, and there was a number of drunk bomber fans. Wandering around the airport, and I'm thinking, did they actually get on an airplane? Because they were still (laughs) wearing the clothes they had on at the game the night before. Okay. So it was kind of amusing when I saw that. Yeah.
2: No doubt about it.
1: But hey, you know what? Um, and I, and I can't wait till the end of this podcast to talk about Randy Ambrosi. Okay. (laughs) Um, I, uh, I uh, was at the Grey Cup in Edmonton last year, and let's let's start with the field conditions in Calgary yesterday. They were fine. The weather was great. The stands were fine. There was people in the stands. When I was in Edmonton, I had to line up for the bathroom, just yep. like I had to line up for the bathroom yesterday. Okay, Randy Ambrose is an idiot. Maybe maybe he should talk talk stop talking about in my mind the flagship organization in the CFL Halifax? When you, can't, when you can't even get a stadium built in Halifax okay everybody who was at the Grey Cup that I talked to told me that the Schooners party was the best party over the weekend you know what? that team's not going to happen <laughs> because they can't get anybody to build a stadium Randy Ambrosi Is the biggest fucking joke I have ever heard in my life Okay Just We're, we're, we're going gonna to go into
2: Randy Ambrosi later yep. Okay, we really are Honest, I promise I okay. promise you I will Because I hate him more than you do
1: I, I really get annoyed When people say things about this city Call me a homer, do whatever you want, but the situation in Calgary was no different than it was last year in Edmonton, and they have a big, nice, shiny stadium. Okay.
2: Well, the Commonwealth Stadium's not all that nice and not all that new.
1: You've never no, been you to Well, You have been to McMahon. Well, I have, no
3: and difference. I, I wasn't offended by it.
1: I, well, I enjoyed myself. New, Why doesn't Edmonton get a new stadium? You know, I'll, I'll say this too.
0: Uh, having been at the Grey Cup in Edmonton last year, the field conditions yesterday in uh, Calgary were 50 times better than that ridiculous joke of a field they had in Edmonton last year. It was like the players were playing. Last New Year, it was like the players were playing on an ice rink. Literally the field looked so, in way better shape yesterday.
2: I, I don't know what the point what what his point is on this, but you know we'll, we'll get to that. we'll get to that. We're just introducing people on the panel right now. Okay. Okay? okay, okay, we will I promise you you can you can have an unlimited amount of time to trash Randy Ambrosi, okay and <coughs> and I'll cheer you on. Mark, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? How's your head?
4: I'm doing okay. The head's still a little on the sore side. More from yelling than drinking. I did my share of drinking, but I wanted to remember every bit of that football game. Um, It was just a matter of we screamed all night long. It was so much fun. And then more yelling and screaming today at the airport. With a broken, broken grey cap.
2: Broken grey cap.
4: Apparently it went to about 10 different bars last night.
2: But don't doubt it.
4: No. But yeah, I'm doing quite well. Good. I'm Glad to hear that. Today. Good. And I just thought I'd... Just to take the bait from you for a sec. You do realize Andrew Harris had one less yard rushing and receiving... Than Zach Kolaros had throwing. Harris had 169 yards of offense. Zach Kolaros had 170 yards passing.
2: So, what's your point?
4: So there's there's your MVP buddy. It is Andrew Harris. Oh, and he's also the most outstanding Canadian. And yeah, he was well. If he's
2: the most outstanding, if, if if he's the most valuable player on the field. Mm-hmm. He, he, it's a default that he gets the canadian award isn't it how could you Absolutely. have a, a better a, a, a more outstanding canadian wouldn't he be the mvp then
4: i thought it should have been two different award winners
0: and i, thought, I
4: actually i thought Dembski should have got most outstanding canadian
0: that's why I, I thought agree. actually was going to get it because i
4: agree. he was awesome yes he was
0: he doesn't have a
4: ton of stats but he got the yards when they needed them.
0: Yep. yep. I
4: thought for sure he was going to get most outstanding Canadian. But, but
2: do you understand my point?
4: Oh, yeah, no,
2: 100%. Yeah, I, I mean, how could saying. you give it to Dempsey if he was the outstanding Canadian and, and, and Harris gets the MVP for the overall? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Harris had to have got the Canadian as well. It's a default.
4: Oh, yeah, no, it's just like, I know we're going to be talking (laughs) about the game right away, but it's just like Stanley Bryant went, oh, you're going to give the most outstanding offensive lineman to Chris Van Ziel, who I'm playing against? Van Ziel got walked over all game. Bryant? Nope. He was, what was that one hole that Harris ran through, 12 yards wide? Yeah, no
1: it's all subjective I personally think the guy from Winnipeg who gets to wear pants now should have got the most outstanding Canadian (laughs) I'm very happy that that's over and done with
4: it's been played here ad nauseum I honestly
2: don't know, I don't believe it
4: believe it he hasn't worn pants in 18 years did he ever get invited to a wedding?
0: Well, that, that would be my question.
4: <laughs> they even talked to his wife about it. She said, yeah, it was extremely annoying. He but wore pants it, or shorts everywhere.
2: But Minus it doesn't make sense because why would why would you be protesting the fact that your bombers haven't won a Grey Cup since last year?
4: I never said it was
2: smart. Do you know what I mean? Like I understand, mm-hmm, if, mm-hmm. if after ten years of not winning a Grey Cup, he said, "Okay, I'm not wearing pants until they win again." But if they won last year, like right now, t- so uh, come next season, he's going to stop wearing pants until they 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 win again.
4: That doesn't make mm-hmm.
1: sense. It doesn't make yeah, sense.
4: Yeah. I know, I know. i never seen that. farmers,
1: a bunch of farmers. I, can I ask? Can I ask Mark a question? You just did. Who but is? go ahead. Who is this dancing gabe guy that I kept on reading about as well? He is a local
4: uh, oh, I gotta be correct here. He is a local sports celebrity slash legend. Really? Um That's he, not he gets tickets to every single uh, sports team here, the baseball, both AHL and NHL, and football. He doesn't get a seat, and he dances all game. Uh, I see. Yeah, he, he, So he's, he's kind of head like the bowler, John had Hamilton,
2: right? He's just a cheerleader. He's John
4: Cornish, but he never played football. There you go. He's the, okay. uh, your chief flag waver and dancer and. Um, okay. Yeah,
2: I mean we got Crazy Pete in Vancouver, right? I mean it's the same thing. Who follows the, in the footsteps of Crazy George, who started yep. it all? Yeah, it's it's, it's just a, a non official cheerleader. And who they got in in Winnipeg in Hamilton? What's his name? Uh, Pigskin Pete.
0: Yeah, Pigskin Pete.
2: So so Winnipeg's got this dancing gay guy. Okay. Did I say that? I, I, yes, that you that came out that that came, they out, came wrong. out very wrong. Yeah. yeah, they came out wrong. Don't hey. be sending me any rainbows, okay? I don't need them.
1: Hey, we used well. to have we used to have the bleacher creature in Calgary.
2: I think you guys still have the bleacher creature. It crawls around underneath no. the bleachers and stuff no, like that. No the
1: bleacher creature the bleacher creature died of diabetes, so so he's no longer. And they won't let anybody reproduce him.
3: I thought he was probably a good thing.
2: Okay. Uh, who, what do we? Oh, we got Phil, Phil, you there. You still there, Phil? You on hold I'm forever. still here.
3: I'm still here. And, and speaking of so creature, what do You got to say, I, I we got we...
2: Ryder fans beaking off all over the place about this. What do you got to say about the game? Anything bad?
3: Oh, big congratulations to, uh, MOP Andrew Harris, glad he won it. Uh, he deserved the league and uh, 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 MOP as well as...
2: Uh, no, he didn't. He got caught
3: cheating. Yeah, it's a well, fake facts. I think You guys know I think it was bullshit that he was at least not included in the voting. I don't know whether he should have won it or not. He was included in the voting.
2: He wasn't eliminated from that. Nobody, Nobody voted, voted for him. For him.
3: Well, nobody voted for him. I thought that was pathetic. If this, he this was the, the NFL, media.
2: he wouldn't have been allowed in the voting. If this was the NHL, he wouldn't have been allowed in the voting. If this was the L- MLB, he wouldn't have been allowed in the voting. Only yeah, the CFL lets cheaters play uh, up for awards. But nobody gave nobody voted for him. So, you know, it, it, it was poetic justice.
4: Christopher, NFL is a wrong thing to say. They put murderers in the Hall of Fame down there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't like the league anyhow, but the fact is, they don't let you—you're uh, not up for any hardware during the year if you got caught with PEDs. So, Anabolic Andy shouldn't have been on the ballot, and he was. Okay, it's just that the the sports media of Canada was smart enough not to
3: vote for him. So, uh, I would also like to congratulate our friend Mark. You know, I, what did he do? I don't know what it's like to wait 29 years for a Grey Cup, and only Mark can tell us what it is like to wait that long.
0: And I want to congratulate
3: Early. Richie Hall, who was in tears after the game.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
3: Who's toiled as the defensive coordinator of, of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for so many seasons. I, I really felt great for Richie Hall. And I want to congratulate Zach Caleros who uh, I really believed – Whatever playoff team he got on or was going to play for in 2019 was going to win the great Cup. And my opinion was vindicated, validated, so i say. And uh, so big congratulations to those four people that I – right. Oh, and I also want to congratulate Willie Jefferson. What a game. Uh, between him and uh, – was it Jackson? Heat? Jackson Jeffcoat. Jeff uh, they absolutely dominated that line. And uh, I believe they were really kind of. They, I think my pick for the most outstanding player was the defensive line of the, uh, particularly the three, I forget the nose tackle there, uh, the three defensive linemen for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I think they are the ones who actually controlled that game, put it where it was. Okay. As somebody astutely pointed out, Zach Cloris only threw for 170 yards. Um, there wasn't a lot of offense either way, but. The Winnipeg defense controlled that game.
2: Well, now that we've talked about the game and the introductions, we really don't have to talk anymore about it. Is that correct?
0: Oh, uh, there's yeah, lots more I think we could say. Oh
2: hell there no! Is oh, no. There
4: is oh hell no! There
2: is lots. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just curious because it just it just seemed like we just went on and on and on. Mixed firewood, fir, pine, and spruce. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you guys have no idea what just happened, do you? <laughs> okay. Not a clue. <laughs> okay. Um now we've done our introductions. Let's talk about what's going on in the C F L today. Uh anything interesting and new that's happened in the last little while? Anybody want to bring anything up? Charles?
0: Uh Well, there's... uh, No, nothing
2: interesting happened, did it? Okay?
0: No, no, nothing. No, okay.
2: Oh, Will, you got anything that's uh, interesting you want to talk about? Well, I
1: want to talk about the game yesterday. Yep.
2: You want to talk about the game yesterday? Was there a game yesterday?
1: Well, not for Hamilton there wasn't, but for Winnipeg it was.
2: (laughs) Mm. Well, talk about it. What do you got to say?
1: Well, I, I don't understand. Okay, number one, hats off to the bombers. Called football. Hats off to the bombers because they obviously had the best game plan. Um, they wanted the game more. Um, as as I've experienced before, the fifteen and two or fifteen and three or whatever they were. Hamilton Tirecats went in there thinking they had already won the game. And bottom line, and no matter how much I look at it, they got their butts handed to them. They did. That game was that game was never in doubt. Once again, I still believe you stopped the Winnipeg Blue Bombers by stopping Andrew Harris. And they did not stop Andrew Harris he he looked so good yesterday i think i he, he looked like john cornish um and he, he was he was outstanding
4: not There's, sure that's and, a compliment and, and i What's could
1: and i could i could say i could say everything about steroids and stuff like that but i'm not going to do that he was outstanding on on that day yesterday he was fantastic he, he, I love seeing a good running game, and he is—he's a great runner, whether he's on steroids or not. To be honest with you, honest with you, um, and I—I I think that was the whole key. To, well, the whole key to the game is uh, pretty simply: Winnipeg's offensive and defensive line absolutely dominated. And they were just bigger, meaner, and nastier than Hamilton's. And that's why they won the game, hands down. Hands down. So, I, and I had, a, I had a really good time at the game. The game was outstanding. So, And my hats go off to the whole festival that the uh, Stampeders put on because it was a great week. And the game was great as well, in my mind. Lots of people were online today saying, oh, the great, the game was a snore fest, and the best thing about it was faggot guy married to Nicole Kidman. But,
2: uh, Who? Why I got married I to Nicole Kidman?
1: Uh, what? What's his name? What's his name? Well, Keith, Urban? Yesterday. Keith Urban? Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Okay. I
2: didn't know he got married to Nicole Kidman.
1: Well, yes. They've been married for a long yeah, time, Christopher. Oh, have married for a long time. I
2: don't really care but I didn't know that.
1: Anyways, I don't know about the halftime show because you know where I was in halftime, so...
2: Yeah, having a smoke.
1: There you go. There you go. Right?
2: I know so what's go going on. I've been there. Okay. Well, go ahead. so be it. Uh, Charles, we'll go back to you. We, we talked to you before, and you said you didn't have anything interesting to say. Do you have anything interesting to say now? Well,
0: I, I just assumed we were going toward the game, but... Whichever. We uh, were talking about the football game. You said nothing was important.
2: Nothing well, of happened. Course it was nothing...
0: A, of course, it was important and it did happen. Uh, well, geez, that, make up your mind. That was one of the biggest, most dominant defensive performances. I think that I have ever seen uh, in a Grey Cup game. I mean, there's been some Grey Cup game blowouts in the past. and um, but in terms of just a defense dominating a team, uh, that kind of takes the cake for me with the the Bombers and the uh, riot, uh, and the last night. That Bombers defense came out with an absolute mission to shut down uh, the Hamilton Ticats, and they did it to a T. Um, Dane Evans who has been so good since he took over from um uh what's his face in Hamilton Jeremiah there. Mazzoli. Yeah, I remember his name. Mazzoli, yeah. Um <laughs> uh he's looked so good, He's looked so composed. Even going back to last week in the Eastern Final, he was uh composed and so on. He never once looked comfortable at all in that game. The Winnipeg defense made life miserable on Dane Evans. So you take a rookie a quarterback in his first great cup who's probably already got some nerves, and you got a defense get thrown at you like that uh the success is very low it's quite um the thing is when you lose the turnover battle seven to nothing, I don't care what team you are you're not winning that football game. that was just uh, i mean interceptions, fumbles, a couple of really dumb third-down gambles that that weren't even close. Uh, it was just a domination one way. Uh, I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but from about the midway point of the second quarter, I figured the game was pretty much over because Hamilton wasn't getting anywhere on offense, and this Winnipeg defense was just shutting down left and right. So it was um, a total domination by the... Um, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, they were full value um, for that victory. Uh, they were head and shoulders the better team. Uh, Andrew Harris did have a great football game, uh, 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 160, I think it was 169 total yards. He made a great catch in the end zone on that pass from Strebler, uh, kind of a diving catch to, to make the grab. Uh, but he was, um, I, like I said earlier, I had no problem with him getting the MVP of the game because I thought he was the best player offensively on either team in the game last night. Um, Zach Caleros, while his numbers weren't huge, uh, he got the job done when he needed to. So, yeah, right from the word go, the Tigers or the Bombers were, um, were all guns a-blazing and the Tiger Cats just couldn't match it. Uh, kinda sad 'cause I I did I like Orlando Steinhauer. I thought it would have been cool to see him win a grey cup finally. Uh but it, it just wasn't year. in the cards. In his rookie year. But it just wasn't in the card for him. Um uh, uh team that went fifteen and three all season looked like the best team in the C F L and I really thought they were gonna carry over and I, I did pick them to win that game, but really right from the way from the um Word go. This was a, a bomber. Um, it was a rout. It really was. It was like I said, probably the most uh, dominating defensive, um, dominating defensive performance I've seen in a Grey Cup that I can even remember. So, uh, congratulations to the Bombers. Good on them. Uh, they were full value for it. And hey, uh, for a team that had a season, a uh, really a roller coaster season with ups and downs. Uh, a really good ending, and uh, you know guys like Adam Biggio and so on. I like them, so I was happy to see them win the win the Grey Cup, and happy for the long-suffering fans of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Twenty-nine years is a long wait, and uh, so for them to finally get it. Hell, the last time they won, though I was thinking about it before the game started, the last time before yesterday the Bombers won the Grey Cup, I was a year younger than my son is now. So that just showed you how long. It was, but uh, congrats to the Bombers. A dominating performance, and uh, good for them. And uh, sad now that the season's over, and now we got to wait till June for another CFL game, or at least one that counts.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Without question. Yep. Okay. Uh, Phil, go ahead. Talk about this game. What did you see? What Did you watch it?
3: Well, it was a dominating performance by, like I mentioned earlier, the, uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bomber defensive line uh, and the Winnipeg Blue Bomber defense in general. And I, I think, uh, you know, that uh, first few series there in the uh, first quarter, the, the Bomber defense asserted themselves. Uh, two turnovers in the first quarter, I think that's, that's when the game was won. Uh, uh, that Brendan Alexander uh, interception, I believe on the first pass that Dane Evans threw, uh, that probably bumped Dane Evans off his game. And, and Speaker Brendan Alexander, uh, I think that was a great move uh, to to put the import in at, uh, at uh, safety. Uh, they really didn't have a Canadian that could play that position at a high level, uh, with Jeff Hecht being, being the, uh, who they carried most of the year at that position. And uh, kudos to the Bombers for being able to handle the ratio and, and being able to play Alexander at safety because it was a game changer. It was a game changer in the, in the Western final as well. And uh, congratulations to the Winnipeg blue bombers. Like I said, I have no idea what it, what it means to wait 29 years for a Grey cup. And there's only one person on this panel who can tell us how that feels. And that's Mark. Uh, as for uh, the Hamilton tiger cats, it was very, very surprising that uh, I'm pretty sure 12 points is the least points that Hamilton put on the board this entire football season. However, when you go into a game and you commit that many turnovers uh, and, of course, then also give up the time of possession, about 35 to 25 minutes, there really isn't isn't much to be said for your opportunity to win a, win a football game. Uh, I thought that they could have run the ball a lot more in the first half. Uh, like Terrell Sutton, he, he finished the game uh, with uh, 11 carries for 86 yards, 7.8-yard average. Uh, that's just tremendous. Uh, they uh, they probably should have been feeding Sutton the ball a lot more, particularly in the first quarter. When you that's hindsight. That's easy. But if they had, I think we would have had a lot more entertaining football game. Again, just gra- congratulations to uh, – well, I, I don't have any Bomber friends other than Mark, but uh, congratulations to all all the Bomber fans who uh, who've been following that that team for this many years. And I and I hope this is a, a great omen for the organization. I hope they make lots of money selling merchandise. And uh, again, congr- congratulations. That's all I got.
0: Okay. Just to quickly chime in, Phil is correct. Twelve points is a lo- season low for the Hamilton Tiger Cats.
2: Yeah, I would have met money on that. Yep,
0: yeah, but this next lowest is an only one up. They only scored thirteen points here in Vancouver against the Lions. Of course, the Lions only scored ten, so they still lost. So, but yeah, twelve points is a low for the Hamilton. Good job, Charles. Yep.
3: Okay, Mark.
2: You watch the game. You got you got interviewed by TV channels between by TV stations all over the place, uh, Mister Celebrity. How does it feel?
4: It feels good. It feels really good. And just really quick, Phil. Um, the how does it feel after 28 years? Not 29. 28 years. The last four minutes of the game five Once you get over game, like whatever.
2: about 10 It doesn't really matter They all blend together Well
4: Ryder fans should know that Because it was 56 for them to win their first But uh, no I was with my wife and Nobody was alive uh, my then sis- <laughs> My sister-in-law And her boyfriend And we're looking at each other And we're going We're actually going to win this? Um, uh, what do we do? Do we celebrate yet? Do we, what, how do we celebrate? We actually had to think about for a sec, what do we actually do here? It felt really strange. Um, I have to say with the game itself, I was really scared after that first quarter. We were only up 8-3. They'd created three turnovers. They got one touchdown off those three turnovers. And it was only a five-point game. Those kind of things can come back and bite you in the ass. Mm. And for once, Richie Hall kept his foot on the gas. There was no let-up. And the way they handled the um, Canadian ratio is Jonathan Congbo, the draft pick from last year. Uh, Or from this year, sorry. He plays a lot of football. Jake Thomas plays a lot of football. They're kind of bit parts, but they're very important because of their passport, and Kongbo's going to be good. The guy I felt the best for was Jake Thomas. He's been in Winnipeg for eight years. He's never been to a Grey Cup, he, and he got to lift the, the trophy first. I thought that was an awesome move by O'Shea. Uh, the defense did, they destroyed Hamilton. They also had six sacks. And I don't know how many pressures. I'm sure Derek Taylor will come up with that in the next couple of days. But they were in Evan's face all game. They uh, they got out-coached. In After the first quarter, you're only down five points. Tyrell Sutton's running Eight, nine, ten yards every time he gets the ball. You're only down five points. Why are you passing so much? Especially once Brandon Banks went down. I thought O'Shea and his coaching staff completely outcoached Hamilton's coaching staff completely.
0: Or did it even be...
4: though, with Winnipeg on offense? Gee. Yeah, think they're gonna run the ball. <clears throat> and they couldn't stop it. And then putting Stribler in and having him throw completely took them off guard. It was Police, I think, just coached his way into a head coaching job for coming up. I think he'll be gone. And it really felt good for to see Richie Hall. As much as I've blasted him all season boy did he dial up a good game plan. It was it was something to watch. I can if you're a, not a fan of either team, that could be a boring football game. From a bomber fan standpoint, that was awesome. It's really the only way you can put it. It was just a beatdown. You could go on about every single player. All the big guys came to play for a change. Big Hill, everybody. It was something to see. And now I just want to find out how badly broken Streffler's foot is. Because today, coming through the airport, he can barely walk. <clears throat> well, the fact that he was walking
2: well on, a, on a broken foot is, means it's not that bad.
4: It's broken bones and a high ankle sprain, apparently. And, and, and it,
3: it got grabbed and twisted, too, in the third or fourth quarter as well? Yeah, Lawrence.
4: A, I think it was Lawrence got him.
3: It would have to be Simone Lawrence. It would.
4: Yeah. And Really, the, the tone was set for the game when Harris got up after, I think it was only about a four- or five-yard run, maybe six. And the D-back went to get into his face. And he slammed his face mask right into him. No penalty. Yeah, he, he should have got a penalty for it, I, shouldn't I, he? I, 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 I thought, I thought he for been sure flagged. he got one. No penalty was called for whatever reason, but it set the tone for really the violence that the bombers displayed on defense. Well, but they I they were I slamming really people like, everywhere.
3: I thought it really looked like Harris was on the juice yesterday.
4: Honestly, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, the, sure he's back on it. the juice for one game. Oh, that's they really hilarious. Yeah, considering they all have the him. Into fill, we all <laughs> they, they all have to a cup fill, we'll know pretty quick. Every single player has to piss in a cup. So,
2: so here, here's a question for you What happens if he fails the drug test?
4: I'm still celebrating a great cup win yeah and you really think he's gonna fail a dr- if you think he's gonna fail a drug test, you're dumber than I thought.
2: no no, 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 I never said that. I said, what happens if he does?
4: He won't. I'm not worried about it. It's not even a question. Every single player has to piss him into a cup yeah i just
2: i i I don't know how how do you do that I mean, like wow.
4: And was Harris over the top yesterday? Sure, he was. Do you blame him? He, he deserved to be. He still thinks he's innocent. Whether he is or not, I'm not going to go into that. He thinks he's innocent. And you can tell. He Ken, was. he's dumber yes. than we thought he was. Maybe he is innocent, Christopher. You don't fucking
2: know the
1: football player. No, no, no,
2: no, 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 no. Mark. How can he be innocent at all? How can he be the, the te- it was it was the sample was tested twice. It came up with PEDs in it. That means I said he's I'm not cheating getting into I don't care it. how he got them. It, 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 I don't care if he fell down the stairs and landed on a needle. Okay? He has PEDs in his system, he's cheating. It doesn't matter how they got there, whether they got there with his knowledge or
4: not. And that's exactly what I just said. Whatever the circumstances are, he was pissed. He thinks he's innocent. And he showed on the field yesterday, don't piss him off. Have you seen him run, Charles? I'll ask you. Have you seen him run that angry all season? Because he ran angry.
0: No, no, I mean, he was... uh... He was um, running like he was basically running through people, or at least trying to really hard. He didn't even do a spin move. He just he was head motivated guys. like crazy last night.
2: Oh, hang on, hang on! Wow, I it was. I got this is funny. This is this is cool. I got something for you. Who is Dana Spring?
4: Anybody? Spyring, she's on the board of directors she's also the she's first a, woman to she's the, ever lift the grey cup or put her name she on is the, the cup.
2: first woman that's going to get her name engraved on the grey cup
1: yes yeah, she is oh my god the world has, has shifted on its axis okay. <laughs> <laughs> that should never happen mind you it doesn't matter because there's tickers on the grey cup too so same thing there's what? There's kickers, kickers on the Great Cup as well. Same oh, thing. I
2: want I wanted a conversation about that. I wanted to put up a post today, and uh, since a lot of people will include, <gasps> and a lot of players don't think that um, kickers are really football players, okay? And uh, but they do play, and I'll use that use that word, no pun intended, uh, a very important role in a lot of Grey Cup games. Okay? So, I'm going to ask you guys, who is your favorite Grey Cup winning kicker of all time and it can't be on your own team?
0: Oh, damn it.
2: Okay? I know, it's a no-brainer. We're all going to pick our homer our homer's gonna i want you to name your favorite gray cup winning kicker of all times that's not on your favorite team okay do you guys need some okay. time or you you think you can do it
1: i don't i don't
2: you don't need time you you go go ahead Will.
1: i i've got i've got a gray cup story for you guys and it concerns a kicker i'm at the spirit of manitoba on Friday afternoon,
3: okay?
1: And the event is sold out, okay? But there's still a lineup because they're letting a few other people buy tickets. And I look out the door, and there's a guy in line who has the same color hair as I do. Great, and I'm and I'm standing there white. I'm standing there thinking to myself, "Is the best, greatest bomber punter of all time. What the fuck is he doing in a lineup going into a bomber event?
2: Bob Cameron?
1: Bob Cameron. (laughs) So, so. (laughs) Did did you bring this to
5: somebody's
1: attention? No, no, no. I didn't give it another thought. An hour later, I'm standing in this room with a bunch of people, and lo and behold, Bob Cameron's standing right next to me. And I looked, I looked at him, and I said, Bob, how come you were standing in line? And he said, because I didn't buy a ticket. And I said, what did you say? And he said, I didn't buy a ticket, I went to the door when I got there and the guy at the door didn't know who I was. <laughs> okay oh, <dear. laughs> But eventually but eventually somebody with the bombers spotted him in line and dragged him out and let him in. Okay. okay. So
3: Yeah.
1: Super super good guy by the way. Super oh, good guy.
3: Interestingly w will uh the band that was playing in the spirit of Manitoba's uh, event there—that uh, was my buddy's band, the, the Gong Show from uh, Saskatoon. His uh, his uncle and aunt uh, were with me on Saturday at the uh, at the uh, Ryderville event. But uh, yeah, I grew up with that guy, the lead singer of the of the band that was that was playing uh, at that event. I wish I wish I'd got there. I didn't realize that uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers only rented a room for four hours. Um, five hours. If known, five hours. Five hours. If I had known that, I, I would have probably tried to get to their event. Uh, it was kind of disappointing considering their team was in the Grey Cup and all. Okay. And apparently, it was just a, a mix-up.
2: Anyways, cool story. But I got a question here on the table, and I want answers from you guys.
1: Oh okay, yeah. William, my who is your favorite Grey Cup
2: winning kicker that because, is not on your Calgary Peters team?
1: Okay, because of what happened on on Friday, it's Bob Cameron, hands down. Okay. Okay.
2: Yep. No, <laughs> I'm good with that. Charles.
1: Dave Ridgway.
2: Dave Ridgway. Okay. Uh Mark, you got an answer for this one?
1: Paulis Baldison.
2: Paulus Ballison, Tycat. Phil, who are you? Dave Cutler. Dave Cutler. Another good Wow. Pick. My favorite kicker, Grey Cup winning kicker, what is not on the BC Lions because we had Pathaglia and we had McCallum, right? And they both won Grey Cup. Um, would be Damon Duvall for the 2009 Grey Cup game.
0: Right.
3: <laughs> Absolutely
0: <laughs> spectacular. Not
3: he missed the first one. He
2: did. He did he did miss the first one. But it didn't Why did matter. The second one? Why did he it didn't it didn't matter. One? He was allowed to kick again. Why?
1: Because
4: somebody can't count
2: Okay. I just thought i they still uh, use
4: it as their fan tagline.
2: I know. Hashtag I cannot believe 13 men.
3: Did. I know that guy's Isn't... out of the league now. Who was it? The coach responsible is out of the league now.
2: Wasn't a coach that was responsible. It was a player. Yeah, well, that's just.
3: No, we don't talk about that. It was a player. One hundred percent. cannot blame we're that on Davis in Saskatchewan. Reed. We're pretty classy in Saskatchewan. We're not going to. Uh, we're not no. going to even identify the player. Who's that's involved. a stretch.
1: Classy in Saskatchewan, really? Yeah.
2: Yeah,
3: those two don't you know, have Half tons of all.
1: horse manure.
4: Half tons of horse manure. Yeah, that adds to class.
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah. Wasn't that uh, Paul McCallum's neighbor's driveway or something? It was
0: it his was. driveway.
2: No, they, they were, were drunk the They did it on well, the neighbor.
0: Like they got the house wrong, didn't they? They got the house yeah. wrong.
2: Like that's yeah. how classy they are. <laughs> Not only classy, they're fucking stupid.
3: McCallum.
1: Speaking fucking of, huh? speaking of classy, classy Saskatchewan fans. Thursday night, I'm outside having a cigarette, and a, and a very drunk Saskatchewan fan walks up to me, grabs me by the shirt, and says, "Are you ready? I want to box you. Aren't you George Savallo <laughs> what the hell? Ah, I, I I almost uh, I almost I almost peed in my pants. I was laughing so hard. Okay, how random
0: is that? <laughs> Like, I want to talk. I'm
1: standing you. there. I'm standing there having a cigarette, and he comes up to me and grabs me by the shirt. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> really? Why didn't See, you just lay way, him out?
3: George Cevallo is in Hamilton,
1: is he not? I don't do those kind of I things. I believe so. Sure. Yeah.
2: I'd have just laid well, him well, out. It would have been game over for that puppy.
4: And isn't George Cevallo dead? So you look like you, you remind. He reminded, ooh, of a dead guy. Is he dead? Well, I can't remember. He did. I, I believe he remember.
3: Did. he's from Hamilton. Is he not? Yeah. And he and he followed the CFL too. I, I remember him uh, being at events, CFL events, and promoting CFL or the Hamilton Tiger Cats.
4: Oh no, I'm wrong. He's not dead. Sorry, I thought he was. He's 82. Dead? The will, you look 82 years old.
1: I guess I must have that kind of face because <clears throat> seven guys tried to fight me uh, in three days, okay? What? I don't know what it was. My wife tells me I have a mean face. That's maybe what it was. I don't know.
2: Okay. Anyway, okay, let's. Uh, we have an agenda. Let's uh, t- see if we can follow it along here. Uh, we've uh, finished the Grey Cup game, Hamilton versus Winnipeg. Uh, is that correct? Everybody re- have a run at that one.
0: Yep. Yeah, it seems like it.
2: Bill, did you did you had a run at that one? Okay. Move on. Number number two. Andrew Harris becomes the first player to win Grey Cup MVP and top Canadian. Has he redeemed himself from earlier season issues? No, because he's still talking shit. Okay, and he's he's accusing everybody else of talking shit. No, no, he hasn't redeemed himself at all. He's a cheater. He got caught cheating. This is, season is a write-off for him. He shouldn't have got any hardware. Uh, yeah, big deal. Charles. Has he redeemed himself from earlier season issues?
0: Well, I don't Stay know if he redeemed himself. I, I would have been a little, after what he went through, though I would have been a little bit more humble than what he was. I mean, I know he was jacked up and happy to win. I get that, totally. But basically, he's calling everybody haters and stuff like that. Well, they're not haters. They're just calling you out because you got busted. It's not a matter of hating I don't hate Andrew Harris, but I did call him out for having a a positive test. I mean, uh, he was jacked up, and he played jacked up. I just thought he could have been a little bit more diplomatic than sitting there and calling people haters and this and that. But I have no problem. I mean, like I said, I don't have a problem with uh, Andrew Harris, but um, he could have done without the extra little trash talking of people, but it is what it is.
2: It is what it is.
1: William. Um, you know, I have no... What's the word I'm looking for? I have no issue that he won awards yesterday because he deserved to win awards on any given day he wins awards. The, the Roy thing, well, I think he did his time for the Roy thing, so let's move on from there. But... And I don't know Andrew Harris, of course, but something tells me he's a really really arrogant human being. And when they interview him and he talks about the team and his teammates, and I think he's very insincere. That's all I'm going to say about Andrew Harris.
2: Andrew Harris has always, always been about Andrew Harris. Always. He's had a chip on his shoulder – from the day he entered this league, is a BC Lions. He had a chip on his shoulder when he was in training camp, and he wasn't even in the CFL yet. He was a member of the Vancouver Island Raiders, okay, and he had attitude. And I, he was an arrogant and prick back then, and, fact, and, and wonder, it hasn't changed.
1: And I tend to wonder if his attitude got him through from where, from where he came from to where he is, and. Whether it's good or bad, he has come a long way from his early beginnings, if you know what I mean.
2: Anybody who comes in undrafted through junior football and makes it onto yeah. a team and, and yeah. has success, hats yeah. off to them, right? I, yeah. Hats off I to them. I, I, I think agree. they have done a wonderful job, okay? Stay humble. I really have a problem with the arrogance. Always have. And I've always had a problem with Andrew Harris and his arrogance. I've always said he's the best running back. Will and I have gone toe-to-toe over whether he was – who was the better running back, John Cornish or Andrew Harris? I always said it was Andrew Harris, and it was. John Cornish may have been getting the rushing titles, but that's because he was on a stampeder
1: team. So what are you telling me? You actually won that argument? I don't think so, but okay, if you want to keep that – no, nah. uh, my my thing of that is if John Cornish had have been around longer, you never know what he might have done.
2: We kind of saw what John Cornish could do.
1: And he was great. Um, do they have a Harris Award in NCAA football? No, he didn't play NCAA NCAA football. No, no, no. no. John Cornish is the only guy who has an award named after him in NCAA football. I'm just saying.
2: Oh, God.
1: We could go back and forth forever, and neither one of us will ever agree. But Andrew Harris was fantastic yesterday.
5: Yeah,
2: yeah. He was right up to the point in time where he stood in front of a microphone and opened his fucking mouth.
1: Yeah. Some guys, they should just never interview.
2: They should never, you know, and then then you don't find find the real you. We wouldn't have anything to talk about.
1: Mm Mhm.
4: Mark. You just kind of said it right there, Christopher. i are going to answer that part of it first. Why do they stick live mics in front of guys that are just coming off a football field after a game like that? Why? We all know what Harris is like. Like I just messaged you guys. Personally, he's a prick. We all know that. You guys know that, especially from his time in B.C.
2: Yeah, he's a dickhead
4: he He's not a nice guy. He's a product of his environment growing up. Have you ever seen the documentary about his life in Winnipeg before he went? I Have no bus?
2: desire to watch anything about him. No. I he have would have been dead
4: if He would have been dead if he stayed in Winnipeg. He was not with what you would call the best crowd. Um, he's virtually a gang member. He had to leave Winnipeg, or he probably would have ended up dead. As for him redeeming himself yesterday, um, I don't think so. I, he went off. Yes, he was busted for roids. I'll use the Jared and Chase sandwich, trace amount of roids. Um, I don't think he had to redeem himself. Is he the first guy that got busted for PEDs in the CFL? Please.
0: No. Nope.
4: Saskatchewan. Yep. W- Saskatchewan. Hamilton put one on the field the...
3: yesterday as well. Yeah. No, he didn't. They did not. And he oh, didn't stop, do a PED. Mark, a well, Phil, what? what are you talking about? Did not Hamilton. Gonna call you right a, now. Did not the Hamilton Tiger Cats dress a player who was busted for roids in the
4: 2018
3: season or 2017 no. season on the field yesterday? No.
4: No. No. MDA. MDA. Which could be – technically, you could call that a performance-enhancing drug. Technically, you could because – You can't, though. It's it's a party drug. I know. It enhances my performance. It was ecstasy. (laughs) Yeah. No, it wasn't ecstasy.
1: It was MDA.
4: MDA. Which – Yeah. There is a difference. There is a difference. So
1: wait a minute, though. But Phil and Brendan Banks are the same. Legends in their own minds.
4: <laughs> you know, the th- the whole thing with this PED suspension and his haters' comments. Part of those comments are towards the media, and a lot. He just—you don't give a guy a live mic who's already a hothead. You just don't do it. They have to, I get it, but it's just, it's dumb. Interview these guys after they've been in the dressing room for an hour or two. But the whole thing with it is, he's not the first guy to get caught. He's not the last guy to get caught. Nope. He served his suspension. He did his time. I heard all sorts of comments that, oh, you watch. He's not going to do shit now. He's not on roids anymore. He's, you watch his production. I did. He had a couple of off games, which everybody does in the CFL in any sport. Um, yeah, he looked really off yesterday, didn't he? He just looked like a fish out of water. He was so bad. You know, he, he, your sarcasm
1: is, is yeah. annoying, okay? You know what though? You know what though? You look at a lot of these guys in the CFL. All of these guys are jacked, okay? Yeah. So don't don't tell me that they don't that it's still they do lots of them. Uh, Another funny story. I had a I had a ten minute conversation with Miles Gorell at uh, at the Manitoba party. I have never seen such a Enormous human being. Okay, I don't. I don't have to look up to too many people, and I spent most of the conversation staring at the bottom of his chin. Okay, and it was like, wow. And this this guy is massive, and I guarantee you, he didn't do steroids. He's just a huge mother. You know what? So.
4: I don't think Harris needed to redeem himself. Everybody's done it, or not everybody's done it, but lots of people have done it. They've been caught, and it moves on. There is still going to be fans throwing the comments next year because they don't have hashtag 28 and counting anymore. Mm-hmm. They're running I'll out of will
2: I'll, I'll make something else up now, okay?
4: Oh, yeah. I'm
1: sure you will. And I'll just ask how your Great Cups Street going. Hey, I've got a question to ask you, Mark. With with all the workout facilities that the Bombers have, okay, <laughs> how come? <laughs> What's his name is so goddamn fat. <laughs> Who, Hardrick? What's his name? No, Hardrick? no, 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 management guy. Oh, Miller Wade Miller (laughs) My God is this guy round as round can be He probably
4: (laughs) hasn't been in an exercise room Other than maybe elbow exercises By lifting a beer Since he finished football Since since he he played
1: football And he wasn't exactly small in football No, he wasn't No, he just gets wider every year Yes, he does I stood next to him too And he is a very chunky human being no,
4: you could put it properly. He's as wide as he is tall.
2: Yeah, he's that's pretty exactly tall, right, though,
4: isn't he? He wasn't mm, very tall. No, no, no he's no, no, about five six, five seven. That's all he is. He's oh, is not he? tall at all. You know, yeah.
1: Wade Miller was standing next to Bob Cameron, and you could tell who still works out. Okay, that's <laughs> because
4: Bob Cameron still does physical labor for a living. Yes. Go ahead. Whoever's up next.
2: Any, who? Who else is here? Who who else wants to talk about this? What are we talking about here? Andrew. Harris. Andrew Harris.
3: Andrew Harris.
2: Phil. Yeah, I know. Phil
3: Miller wants to talk about Andrew Harris. Phil Miller. I was really. Phil Miller. Yeah, I was really. I was. I was very happy that the live mic did get put in Andrew Harris's face, and I agreed with everything he said. He deserved his opportunity to say it. He was shouting out at the media and mostly at the media who uh, oh, did wow. not vote for him. And I, I think he Why deserved the opportunity. Have... And kudos. Not only that, I thought he had a fantastic game. He did deserve the honors that he, he received yesterday. I felt, uh, although I like I pointed out earlier, I thought the, the defense uh, you could have given that that award to Willie Jefferson as well. I think would have been equally deserved by Willie Jefferson. Three sacks in the Grey Cup game. So you know that's the only thing I maybe disagree a little bit with. I think the defense won the game and Willie Jefferson won the you know was the most outstanding defensive player. Uh, so I thought Willie Jefferson actually deserved the uh, most outstanding player award. But I know they don't do that. They want to always give that to, to the offensive Very player. Very rarely. I know they've, know they've done the it. Defensive player. They've done it for uh, league honours for the season, like with Solomon Aluminium, Aluminium, uh, but they have not, I don't believe they've ever done it in a Grey Cup before, given both the outstanding defensive player and outstanding player to the same player. And uh, that's all I've done. Other than, you know, uh, Mark pointed out that that documentary, and I really think everybody should watch that documentary. It was too bad. It was only a few days after that documentary that he tested positive for PEDs. And so, you know, everything went against Andrew Harris this year. And uh, uh, kudos to the young man. He's not uh, really young anymore. And, uh, what? It, you know, it was a nightmare. Everything it was a nightmare went against Andrew that. Harris? Well, Nothing it, well, happened to Andrew that Harris that he out, didn't bring on himself. It was only three or four days after that documentary came out that, that he was, you know, that the but positive test Who's
0: came all Who's of that? And, and,
3: And here he was at the peak of his career. This documentary, which I really recommend everybody watch it because it'll give you uh, an added respect for for Andrew Harris and what he did have to go go through, like Mark pointed out, and what he actually went through every day traveling on the ferry from junior football practice into BC Lions football practice. Um, There are not very many young men who would have, been able to keep up with that kind of schedule that he did uh, at that time, and uh, he was committed, devoted, and to a football career. And uh, you know, I, I I just couldn't think uh, think more of the young man. Honestly, I, I'm a huge fan of Andrew Harris.
2: He was given an opportunity that he would never have gotten from anywhere else unless Wally liked him. And Wally took a liking to this boy and, and brought him along and did, him, did what needed to be done to get him into the CFL, sent him back to the juniors for another year. Okay? That was hard. And then he brought him into the BC Lions as a territorial protector and made him into a football player. And then Harris shit on him for most of his career. I'm sorry. I you know, I, I I just I cannot say anything nice about this guy. Absolutely awesome oh, running back. Personality of a wet rag.
3: Yeah. I've been leaving leaving BC to be as a free agent to go to Winnipeg to his hometown. I I I just don't see how he shit on Wally to w-
2: Oh, you weren't here when he was doing it. Mhm. Oh man, it was disgusting what ha- he what had he an had an said attitude. and how his attitude was. No, I'm sorry. The, the, the media glossed attitude. over everything in that documentary, made him into this oh poor little poor little boy that didn't get the breaks that he needed. Bullshit. He got his breaks that he needed. They were given to him, and he bit the hand that fed him.
3: He took advantage of those breaks. And, uh, it ain't bragging if you can do it. Oh. Yeah.
2: Okay. Sure. Any a, anything you say, I, I, I got to agree with you hundred percent. <laughs> okay. Move, moving on. Who are we going to talk about next? Uh, Corey Chamblin looks like he will remain as head coach of the, uh, Argos next year. Really? Is this for real?
0: Yes, it is.
2: Is it signed, or is this a rumor, or what's going on? Uh, I, mean, who, I don't who's know who's that. If it's a pitch. Who's that?
0: Well, first of all, stupid? I think he, I think he still oh. got at least one more year left on his contract. But uh, I don't know if they've announced officially. But it looked the the talk was the other day that he will remain, but his. Uh, Basically, his entire uh, assistant staff will be gone. Wow.
1: So my question is, is Michael Pinball Pinball Clemens the first African-American who's blonde? Mm -hmm. Is this the stupidest move he could possibly make? Sorry, just saying.
2: There was that other guy. Who was it? The the blonde guy.
4: Uh... Are you talking basketball?
2: No, I think I'm talking about movies.
0: Wesley Snipes. Fabio?
2: Yeah, I think Fabio? it was Wesley Snipes. He was blonde, wasn't he?
0: He had his hair like, uh, for some movies, yes, that's correct. That was in the <sighs> Stallone
4: movie. Judge Dredd, not Judge,
0: Judge Dredd. Dredd. Uh, was it Judge um, Dredd? Oh, yeah. oh, you're
1: right. It was Judge Dredd. Anyways, we don't even have to talk about this. This is the stupidest move in the CFL ever in the last two years, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I, Clark, I'm not sure Corey it is. Corey is not a head coach. He's not a head coach. Sorry.
2: No, never has been, never will be. Just not. I, I, but I'm not sure this is the dumbest move because I'm pretty sure it's looking like Jason Moss may keep his job. Okay. So, uh, well, at least they made the playoffs, so it might, you know, maybe this is the dumbest thing. Okay.
1: Well, I'm I'm weighing I'm weighing all of these things to decide if I'm going to go to the Grey Cup in Regina next year. So.
2: What what are you weighing? Corey? Chamblin being the coach
1: these, of the Argos? Who cares? Well, well, yeah, well, no, no, that's part of it because it gives the the stamps a better chance of being in the Grey Cup. Okay, that's all I'm saying. How? So if He's Jason got Moss the stamps as, a, as a crossover, if Jason team, Moss, please. be 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 quiet, Phil. If Jason <laughs> Moss
3: stays <laughs> in Edmonton,
1: if yeah. Jason Moss stays in Edmonton, well, we don't have to worry about Edmonton. Okay. Right. No. If 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 uh, Craig Dickinson Dickinson coaches like he did in the Western Final this year, we don't have to worry about Saskatchewan.
2: Saskatchewan, right? Okay.
1: B C, but, it, but if we don't Jason know Jason
2: Moss. If Jason Moss stays in Edmonton, that means Rick Campbell's coming to B C.
1: Well, possibly. You, you might have and, a little uh, bit of a
2: situation there.
1: Well, to your but Rick Campbell's Rick Campbell's done what? One oh, one out of three great, great cups. cups he's, one out of three great cups he's been in when he didn't well, have he's a got salary cap. Three.
2: That's pretty bloody impressive in five years.
4: Okay. I don't even think so, Dave, Dave have Dickinson have can cap. say
2: that. Dave Dickinson can't say that.
4: Ottawa well, didn't no. have a salary cap. Any of us could well, have coached
2: that. You know what, Mark? Mark, I'm not disagreeing with you. But I haven't been able to prove that.
0: I've looked. Charles, I think you've looked too, haven't you? What's that? What?
2: You've looked, haven't you, to find out whether or not uh, Ottawa Red Blacks had a salary cap in the first two years that they were in the league? Yeah, I, can't I can't prove that.
0: proof one way or the other.
4: When I've it, the media guys have I... never said anything different.
1: All I'm saying, Christopher, is I'm going through these things and the odds get better and better all the time when you can eliminate Edmonton and you can eliminate Saskatchewan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. so, it's going to take a lot of convincing for me to spend three days in Regina next year. Okay? I hear you, brother. But I had such a good time this year, I'm pretty much convinced I'm going. So.
3: Yeah. I can get you a nice Airbnb on Ratlack Street. There next year. On who what street?
1: Where? Ratlack
3: Street. It's not far from the stadium.
4: It's a little rough. Okay.
1: Hey Phil, i i got challenged I got challenged seven times this weekend, and I'm still talking. So.
3: You must have been talking your way out of it.
0: It's only because I wasn't with him.
1: Must have, to must have been my mean face. Must have been my mean face. Yeah. I missed okay. you down there Thursday night.
2: Okay. So there's a good chance Corey Chamlin's is going to be the Argos head coach. There's a good chance that Jason Moss is going to be the head coach in Edmonton. Uh, it looks like Michael Shea is going to be staying in Winnipeg. Uh, Orlando's Steinhauer is definitely staying in Hamilton. Craig Dickinson's not going anywhere from Saskatchewan. Dave Dickinson's not going anywhere in uh, Calgary.
0: Mm-hmm. Who's
2: going to be the coach in Ottawa? Who's going to be the coach in BC? And it looks like Kahari Jones has just signed a three year contract in Montreal.
1: brings us to the next I think the world's all gone podcast, crazy. right. Which What's brings that? brings us to the next part of our which brings us to the next part of our podcast, doesn't it?
2: Hey, Randy Ambrosy? You want to talk about Randy Ambrosy?
1: Oh, no, no, was it Oh, I thought the Damon Allen one was next.
2: Oh, yeah. No, right. no, no. We got two
1: segments that, on Randy Ambrosy. No. Okay.
2: Randy Ambrosi says that this will be the last Grey Cup held at McMahon Stadium in Calgary. Is this a threat? Personally, I think that it may be the last Grey Cup held in Calgary at McMahon Stadium while he is the commissioner of the CFL. Okay? I have there, no proof. I have no problem with that at all. Fire this motherfucker's ass right now, and then we don't have a problem. He is so. Stupid, you know, it is amazing. You know,
1: even 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 if you're supposed to promote the CFL, okay. And one of the teams. I mean, let's face it. I'm sure Montreal's Stadium is no better than Calgary's. Okay.
2: They don't no have expensive. a stadium.
1: Right. So, so you don't you don't say things about the league you represent. You can think of them all you want, but don't say them in public. The guy's a fucking retard. Did I say that? Oh. I'm sorry I used that word, by the way. Send all the hate mail to Christopher.
2: No, 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 Anyways. no, no. It wasn't me this time. I, di- I didn't say that. Okay? You can't blame me for this one. Okay. Uh, no, it's it's not. I mean, like, why would you do something like that? Chase is on a roll. He's off making comments about me. Over and over and over again because I called him out and he can't get over it. I think he's still drunk. Okay. Um, why does Randy Ambrosie have a job? Phil,
3: can you answer that? Well, I, I, I can tell you that that statement by Randy Ambrosie was uh, one of the stupidest things I ever heard. Uh, Calgary dead. is... One of the best cities to host a Grey Cup, even though uh, the city of Calgary completely flooded the 2009 Grey Cup, and and that was very sad for the Stampeders. um, That was known as the icy Grey Cup when uh, there there was uh, something like 50 50 fans of the Grey Cup that came for the Grey Cup that ended up with broken arms and legs uh, because of the ice conditions on the sidewalks and streets. Uh, when the city was trying to save money because it was early in the year on salting and sanding. Uh, That particular day uh, on the Friday evening, it it took me until 10.30 p.m. to get home from work, and we let out early. We let out about 4 o'clock, and I got home at 10.30. And I had to walk the last little bit home because I couldn't get up the hill with my car. Uh, It was a debacle. Uh, It was was kind of a weather anomaly, and the city wasn't ready for it. And it really tarnished the 2009 Grey Cup. Uh, this time around, Calgary had an opportunity to really show themselves, and I think they did a really good job. Uh, the turnout of some of the events I thought were a little bit lower. Uh, did you just say than it, than it, tarnished it
2: tarnished the 2009 Grey Cup?
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the icy conditions in the, in the days leading up to the Grey Cup for the, uh, the fans that were there for the events.
2: I thought it was too many men on the field that, that tarnished that game.
3: No, it was Mayor Mayor Nanchi and uh, and trying to save money at the wrong place. The, the biggest spending mayor in the history of the city of Calgary tried to save money on a little bit of Salton's band during the Grey Cup. Mm. Yeah, Grey Cup weekend. Uh, as for uh, CFL 2.0 and Randy um uh, I happen to have in my house right now. He, he, he was going to be on the show last night. He was actually going to sit in in, in the uh, here in the studio in the West Calgary studio, of let's talk CFL and uh, listen to the show. But tonight he he wanted to go to bed because he's got an early flight. Is uh, Randy Abrosi? a uh, No, uh, a huge uh, Liga Football Americano fan from Mexico. And oh, okay, uh, happens to be my brother. And uh, uh, and interestingly, like speaking of LFA. The Randy Ambrosi says that the uh, the uh, with CFL 2.0 we're going to go from one player on the practice roster one player on the on the active roster in 2019 to 2020 where we're going to have two players mandated on the active roster and three players mandated on the practice roster so he is doubling down and going all in on CFL 2.0 that why, will, why don't we? This why don't we be, put women on the team too? <laughs> interesting, because this will be the 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 judgment of Randy and Rosie's tenure will come from what happens with CFL 2.0, good or bad. Uh, that's that's where we're at, and he's laying all his cards out. And let's just hope, as CFL fans, that it does actually turn into some new. Television revenue for the CFL, and uh, I think we we've got, we're in this position. We we, we got to be with Randy right now on this, until he does completely fail on this, if he if he well, does.
0: Here's the thing, they've been promoting a lot down in Mexico. The Grey Cup was not carried live on Mexican TV.
3: Uh, interestingly, that but, uh, front front page. Front page news in Mexico City today was uh, uh, LFA stars win Canadian championship uh, with a with a picture of uh, I think it was Hansen the uh, uh, European actually <laughs> lifting the Grey Cup but uh, they got that a little wrong but uh, uh, so you know so there is some interest down there it was front page news down there I I, I was only able to read the Spanish. Version so I, I and I don't speak Spanish very good and I read it even worse so I, I can't can't tell you what exactly was in the story but but it was front page news in
1: Mexico City today. I just have to I just have to correct Phil on something because he accused somebody of doing something and he's wrong. Phil uh, Nemshi wasn't the mayor in two
3: thousand and nine. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, it was no, but it was another lefty mayor. It was uh, yeah, right. Uh, Lefty Back. mayor. Yeah, yeah, we we elect lefty, lefty mayors here. In, yeah, in Calgary, we're big on that. Yeah. You could ask Will just more about just
2: that. so that you know, the left wing and the right wing are the part of the same chicken.
3: Yeah. Not in municipal politics, they're not. I, I really think that 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 left and right should be kept out of municipal politics, but uh, they they don't seem to be here in Calgary and and Edmonton as well. Oh, and Burnaby as well, and uh, Vancouver as well. Come when it comes to mind.
2: Actually, uh, most municipal governments are, are left-wing. Okay, most
3: of them. Yeah, and and, and, and they should be. But besides. The- well, we we might disagree there, but we, there's a football program, not politics.
5: Yeah,
2: well, let's not go there. Oh god. That's all I got. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I gotta share this with you guys. You gotta watch this. This is funny. Uh boom. Hits into the group. Okay. Um uh, anybody else wanna talk about Randy Ambrosi? Are you done with it, Will?
1: No.
5: Well,
1: yes. <laughs> yeah. He's an idiot. He needs to sit in the corner with a dunce cap on. Okay.
5: Yeah.
2: Well, oh, this is slow motion and boom.
1: Hey, I have a question for everybody. Did everybody watch the Grey Cup? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From the be- from the beginning.
0: No. Yes. Yes. I didn't watch the pregame show, but okay.
1: Did they did they boo? Jason Kenny, yes or no?
2: Oh, I yes. wanted to talk about that. My thing.
1: Yeah, they, they booed him quite loudly. It sounded like it. Not at the game. I'm telling you. What Here's are you talk about, Will? That's what I talked about. They didn't. I didn't think they booed him. I thought they cheered for him. To be honest with you.
3: I missed that. Well, I didn't. I didn't see either way. But uh, it wouldn't be surprising because the only jobs left in Alberta, or, or most of the jobs left in Alberta, are actually public jobs. So uh, I wouldn't wouldn't have been surprising. People that can afford to go to a Grey Cup for four hundred eighty-five dollars for the primo primo tickets it would probably still be employed by the government.
1: I see. Okay.
2: I'm confused by this. So you're at the game, you're actually at the game, and you're saying that the crowd did not boo Jason uh, Kinney.
1: That's correct. So that's weird. The question the question was put to me a number of times today. And there was all kinds of of posts and stuff like that that they booed him. And I talked to five other people who were at the game, and we thought the whole crowd, the crowd cheered for him because of that T-shirt he was wearing. So I didn't even see him at the or he or
3: was at the coverage. Area. Will, maybe you can maybe you can fill us in on that because I didn't see that. He was
1: at, he was at the coin toss, Phil. Or yes, he was okay. one of the people on the field. Yep. So.
2: so and they the, introduced the, him, so. The Premier of Alberta is is granted yep. the honor of participating in the coin toss at the beginning of the game, at the beginning of the Grey Cup yep. game. Okay? Yep. And, and, and he's granted this honor. And to me, it's a great honor. I would love to do it, okay? Uh, he should take that the same way. Now, I understand he's the Premier of Alberta, and he would be tossed between wearing Calgary Stampeder colors or Edmonton Eskimo colors, but the game is in Calgary, so he should have represented the Calgary Stampeders. I understand him not representing Winnipeg Blue Bombers or Hamilton Tiger Cats, but let's put it this way. The game is about Winnipeg Blue Bombers playing the Hamilton Tiger Cats in Calgary. He goes out there in a black T-shirt that says "I love oil and gas." He's making a political statement at a game, a national game, where he is granted the privilege of being there, has to go off and be an ass.
3: Christopher, this is where I, you and I, uh, will have differing opinions. Uh, a T-shirt that says, I love oil and gas, should not be considered as a political statement. Why not? Uh, what is it? How, how how can that be? I love to heat my home is a political statement. Oh, God. I like to drive a car is a political statement.
5: Then why I like didn't to, he put that on I his shirt I like to,
3: to raise $150 billion for the, for the country every oh. year. Is, is a is a political oh, statement? I, I just don't see
2: that. This isn't a political show, okay? Because so I don't will talk those comments in a heartbeat. But we're not going to do that because this is a football
0: show. No. Maybe okay? we should do a
1: political show too. Who knows? But you know Can what? You I, have it, no, I, I have no issue with him wearing wearing that T-shirt in Alberta. I was
5: disgusted.
2: Because,
1: because it's Alberta. And guess what? We all love oil and gas.
2: That's because that's all you have. You're kind of like Saskatchewan that has nothing but a football team. <laughs> you, know
1: you know what? You know, if you have we some industry, we if you, can't, actually, we if you can't, actually invented we can't, in something
2: other than a dying industry, you would have been fine.
1: We can't do this. We cannot do this.
2: Then
4: stop football bringing guys, it up.
1: Football, guys, football, guys. Okay. You want me to start about B.C.? Just let me go, okay?
2: No, we're not doing that on this show. There's okay, no way so that let's this move idiot, on. This moron
1: let's, should let's, have been allowed of, on the
2: field with that sweatshirt of on.
1: Football. Speaking, of idiots, speaking of idiots, let's talk about Damon Allen. Yeah. Can
2: we talk about Damon Allen?
1: Okay. Please, let's. Please. let's Okay, Okay. I spent Damon Allen says that he would
2: like to be an offensive coordinator in the CFL. Should he not? He hasn't stepped on it. He hasn't been part of any football organization since he retired. What gives him the – what makes him think that he would be an offensive coordinator without paying his dues?
1: I spent 20 minutes today. I spent 20 minutes today trying to figure out what he's been doing with his life since he retired. Anybody what's know? I, I
0: couldn't find anything. I don't know. Not a clue. Oh, he's,
3: uh, he's pretty good friends with his brother, and his brother made about $50 million playing football in today's money. So I don't think uh, Aaron Allen's been doing anything.
0: So he's been living off his brother, then? I, I I I don't know that.
3: I just, you know, he does have a very wealthy brother. So
1: so let's put it this way. He has not been involved in football. So how the fuck does he think he's going to be an offensive you, coordinator? You,
0: you, you just don't step into an offensive coordinating job like that. It, it, that's not how this works.
3: It sounds like a, a terrible amount of hu- hubris to me. What's that? It sounds like a terrible amount of hubris to me coming from yeah. him. Yeah. You know, well, he could maybe start out as a quarterback's coach, and let's see how that goes. Right. But consider start, yourself start an start offensive lower. coordinator. He hasn't even been coaching high school football as far as I can Yeah.
0: Exactly. This is what I don't understand. He comes out saying, I want to be an offensive coordinator. You've never coached at a high level at any position. Yeah, you played. You played a long time so your stats were inflated. He was an average quarterback, but oh, you so have no low average. Uh, but you, you've never coached. So you don't just walk in and say, "I want to be an offensive coordinator. Give me a job as one." That's not how this works. Uh, I don't no, know, especially in the, CFL. Don't. In, in
3: the CFL the, the man is 56 years old. Every coordinator in the CFL is expected to be a part of the football operations team that brings in players that finds players they they are they are expected to be part of that team he hasn't even shown that he's uh that he's kept college contacts or 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 has something going on in this down down south so I, I don't know where he's coming from
2: okay I, i'm looking at a at a a, a website called idle net worth and it's got damon allen's net worth
0: at four million dollars Must have made some investments or something because he didn't get that plan in the CFL.
3: Well, he met some pretty high-profile people through his brother.
0: Yeah, probably.
2: So, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to figure this out, right? I'm trying to figure out and what the, he does.
3: That's probably what gives him the hubris to come out and with such a ridiculous statement like that is because he has been very successful financially
2: Well, he used to be a member of the Let's Talk CFL Facebook group, okay? And one day I had a little chat with him about a a bunch of different things, about how useless a quarterback he really was. And his comment was, I'll let my stats speak for themselves. And we'll just go back to the simple fact that I don't think he was smart enough to know that he should have retired. So he just kept playing. And as Charles said, after 20 some odd years, your numbers get a little bit inflated. And there's a reason that this man holds the CFL record for most rushing yards in a career. We're not talking about Andrew Harris here. We're not talking about John Cornish. We're not talking about Willie Fleming. We're not talking about any real running back that played in the CFL. We're talking about a quarterback that holds the record for most running yards. That means a quarterback that has also holds the record for the most amount of broken plays, and he's scrambling his ass off. I, I, no respect for this man at all. None. Zero. Thinks he can coach in our, in our league? You couldn't coach high school.
0: I'll tell Mark. you, just from experience, too, one of Damon, all- Damon Allen's biggest fan of all time is Damon Allen, but I'll just leave that there. Mark, what do you got to say on this subject?
2: Anything?
4: Uh, Are you still with us? You, you haven't gone to bed or anything? Yeah. No, okay. no, I'm here. I'm here. Okay. I'm having a discussion with some of the guys on. Uh, I'll show you that one after. Um, Is Chase getting mad at me again? (laughs) No, no, no. Somebody will be getting mad at me soon, though. Um, Damon Allen coming in as an offensive coordinator with no coaching experience. Why? Because he was a good quarterback. He's an average to good quarterback. Um, Yeah, I don't get former players thinking they can just step into coaching. We saw what happened to Anthony Calvillo when he just stepped into coaching. Oops.
0: It didn't quite go very well.
4: We saw what happened to Matt Dunnigan when he just stepped into (coughs) coaching. Oops. There's a bomber fan on one of the other pages I'm on, who all season and last year wants the entire coaching staff fired. The entire coaching staff. Of the bomber? And he wants yes. And he right wants now? to replace them. Yep. He wants to replace them with Chris Walby.
5: <laughs> Doug. I'm not done. I'm not done. Please keep Doug going. Brown.
4: <laughs> Doug Brown. Brown,
3: <laughs> um, Willard Reeves. Of course. Oh, we'll
4: get Willard. It's like I just I want to explode when I'm discussing things with this guy and he stays on the same thing because they were such good players. They'd make awesome coaches. Uh it doesn't work that way. I did hear something else the other day along these lines. <laughs> They were talking about prospective coaches coming up, and one of the names they threw out was Ryan Dinwiddie.
0: Yeah, that was in relationship with the uh, Ottawa coaching job. Yeah.
3: Yep, but Mark uh, Ryan Dinwiddie Dinwiddie, uh, around the league is becoming known as a uh, as a real great offensive mind. He's a great coach. He actually has credentials, right? He's Didman, a quarterback he has, coach. He is. You gotta he is. take They're saying time. he's ready for the next step. They are saying he's ready for the next step. And, right, uh, as an offensive I, I,
2: coordinator, I don't think anybody's yeah. going to give him a head coaching job.
3: No, not a head coaching job. No, no, no. no. But no. an offensive coordinator job. He he is in line for a, a CFL offensive coordinator job, and we'll be will be interviewing for sure. And and uh. You know, i heard about this, about Ryan Dinwiddie. The year he arrived in Winnipeg in 2007, that uh, he already had a, an aptitude for, for offensive coaching. And, uh, and it's probably why he was given the spot as, as the backup quarterback in, in 2007 in Winnipeg. It, apparently he is a brilliant offensive mind. Uh, his dad was a coach, like Dane Evans, has very similar pedigree to Dane Evans. Yeah, was coached by his dad coming coming up and through, and and, and his dad I think went on to be a, a college coach after that, and and uh, and
1: Ryan he, and Ryan Din and Ryan Dinwiddie and Dane Evans both played in one great Cup that they sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> That's <is> true.
3: <laughs> but it doesn't take great players to make great coaches. Sometimes it actually takes players that struggle.
2: Doesn't take great quarterbacks to win grey cups. Ask Marcus Crandall.
4: Good <laughs> one. And Damon Allen.
2: And Damon Allen. He won yeah. a lot
3: of them. Awesome, Mark.
1: And Darian Durant.
3: Yes true ball, ball, story. Ball.
2: What? You have a problem with that? You actually think he's a good quarterback? No, come on. No,
3: I thought you were he was not than a that. drop. I will say that Darren Durant wasn't a drop back passing accurate quarterback, but uh good. He,
2: he I'm saw, glad so, to hear he that. that. He, saw the
3: field. he saw the field a lot better than a lot of quarterbacks. Uh he wasn't a great runner, but when he did run, he picked up yards. Uh if we remember the same BC as
2: plays. Damon Allen.
3: If he, we remember BC place 2013. He sure picked up a lot of yards in the fourth quarter there on the run.
4: Touche. Damon Allen's got these records because he played for 30 years.
2: No, it was 21 or 22 years.
4: 21, whatever. He played for so bloody long, of course he's going to get the records.
3: I actually liked watching him the last four or five years of his career. He was more interesting because he could not take off and run. And he did develop, and he did learn to drop back and go through reads and progressions uh, later in his career. He was ne- never had an outstanding accu- accuracy, but uh, it was a different CFL in those days.
4: But that doesn't make a good coach. No, absolutely. It makes not. a good quarterback coach. Yeah, I think you're right, Mark. This has Matt Dunnigan written all over it.
3: Yeah, but... Matt had that interesting issue with his head, too, right? Like, well, if Matt Dunnigan had waited for some of the some of the, uh, the concussion symptoms to go away before he was in a head coaching position, particularly in a head coaching position, like if he'd gone up, if he'd been a quarterback's coach, then an offensive coordinator, I think maybe that would have maybe given him enough time for him to recover from concussion syndrome.
4: He's never recovered. Do you not listen to him on the broadcasts?
3: Well, not the podcast, but on TSN. I really enjoy them on TSN. I love that. Uh, was it the uh, – I forget which NFL quarterback. If it was uh, Dak Prescott or who it was that was doing those hip movements or if it was uh, Lamar Jackson here a few weeks ago. And uh, this week uh, he he, he uh, brought that back and put it on the TSN panel. It was I think it was in the Western Finals games, maybe the Ryder game, or in between the two games. <laughs> He's a real entertainer. He's he's a hell of a likable guy. I really like him on TSN. I hope he stays there a long time.
2: Okay. Anybody thinks that Damon Allen would be a good water boy in the CFL? Put up their hand.
3: I don't see any. No, there's no hands up. Okay. No.
1: Well, Who was the last team he played for?
2: Toronto, I think, wasn't it? I think so.
1: Maybe yeah. they remember should give he hit,
3: him... in Toronto, remember?
1: Maybe they should uh, give him a flag like they've given John Cornish and he can run up and down Toronto's sidelines.
2: Yeah. Uh, he played in Toronto from 2003 to 2007 in After 2007, he has not been involved with the CFL in any way, shape, or form. Yeah,
0: so we're going on 12 years now.
3: Yeah, but June Jones and Jerry Glanville have shown us that you don't have to be around the CFL constantly to uh, come in if you're actually – Yeah, but but he had a track record.
1: They're real coaches.
3: Exactly. Like Will says – they're
1: real yeah.
0: coaches he's he's not yeah. Yeah. David Allen's is just a guy that used to play that thinks highly of himself
3: just a dude
2: okay i'm uh done with Damon Allen let's move on. Uh, Argos released James Wilder Jr. Was he a bust after his contract holdout? Okay, now, um, for the record, he's been asked. He asked for his release. Mm -hmm. I believe he's going to the XFL.
0: XFL is in his future.
2: Okay. So was he a bust after his contract holdout? He was never with a team that was any good. Okay, seriously, he's been with Toronto for what three, four years.
5: Mm, true
2: hard to blame him for what happens in Argoland. I don't know. He's asked for his release. He was granted his release by the Toronto Argonauts. good for for Michael for doing that, and uh wish him all the best down in the XFL until he's unemployed when the league collapses. And Sergio Castillo went down there too.
0: Yeah, that's why he was released.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's no no reason to release somebody and and I'm sure that that's why Deron Carter was released as well, except for the fact no teams picked him up. <laughs> Nobody's taking him up. <laughs> <laughs> that in itself is kind of funny, isn't it? Okay. Okay. Anything else? No, I'm not going to talk about that. What time is it here? Oh, eight minutes, nine minutes left in the show. Um, Farhan Lougie reports that Rick Campbell appears to be the front runner for the BC Lions coaching job. Would this be a surprise, and could this be as if the Eskimos may stick with Jason Maas? I don't know what's going on. I wouldn't be disappointed with Rick Campbell coming to BC. In fact, I would be kind of excited about it. I honestly believe he's going to end up in Edmonton. But if the Edmonton Eskimos are not moving on from Jason Moss, Rick Campbell's got to go somewhere. And it might as well. There's only two real coaching positions available right now, and that would be BC and Ottawa. And I think we've already heard what he thinks of Ottawa. So, let's start the parade route. Charles, what do you think?
0: Well, I mean, everything I'm reading seems to indicate he's going to end up with the Lions. So, um, I would like you Good or bad? You know what? I don't have a problem with it. I mean, we talked about it earlier. He went to the Grey Cup three times in five years. So, he obviously is doing something right. Um this year he, he had a, a crap yes he did. This year he had a crap year, but I don't know how much you can blame on him when you consider the team that his idiot GM put together for him with starting quarterbacks of Dominic Davis and Jonathan Jennings.
5: <laughs>
2: Wally
0: Wano wouldn't have gotten anything out of that team. While he didn't terrible. get anything out of Jennings, that ter- team was terrible from top to bottom. It really was. So um, I think that uh, Campbell's a good coach, and yeah, I'd be—I have no problem. I'd have no problem with him ending up here as coach of the Lions. I really would not.
2: Okay. Well, that's interesting. Um, Mark, what's your thoughts?
4: Um, If Moss stays in Edmonton, I see Campbell going to B.C. If Moss gets fired, Campbell's going to Edmonton. And who does Jason Moss have quite a good relationship with?
0: Shut up. Don't go there. Who's your GM, Christopher? What's his name? Shut up.
4: It's Ed Hervey, right? Didn't they coach together for quite a few years? I believe they played together for quite a few years, too. It's going to be... I can't see any reason they wouldn't sign Campbell. It, it, if it's somebody else, or it's Moss, but there's no reason to not sign Campbell, unless Campbell doesn't want to go there. It's going to be an interesting few weeks to see what happens. BC would be very smart to sign Campbell no matter what.
2: <laughs> yeah? Oh, yeah.
1: We know one thing's for sure. BC is not going to sign an inexperienced head coach. No. So right now, they went there already. right now... Right now, it's Moss or... Campbell, let's face it. Oh, That's it. Frick off. Well, no, no, but I think it, I really think it'll be Campbell for sure. Because I don't think Moss is going anywhere for some reason. I I think Edmonton is looking forward to having really low, really low attendance next year because they're going to keep Jason Moss.
2: So, but they're on a the verge of something special. Didn't you hear Jason, yeah, Jason Moss
1: quote? G- Jason Moss has always been something special. But, I mean, but, I like Jason Moss and the only reason I like Jason Moss is he's the only human being I know who has he's the only human being I know who has bigger ears than me. Okay?
0: <laughs> Mickey hey, Mouse doesn't count, right?
1: <laughs> he's not Let, a human
0: being, he's a
3: mouse. Let's think about the uh, value to the entire CFL, gentlemen. If Jason Moss were to leave Edmonton, we wouldn't have any reason to tune into Eskimo games. or we'd have much less reason. Jason Moss has been so entertaining on the sideline and given us so much to talk about over the last few years. I just can't see him anywhere but the Edmonton Eskimos. You know, and I think the thing I it'd be ashamed
1: the thing I can't get over is us being males. We've all had that period in our life where we've been angry, okay? You know, your twenties, you're always angry. Well, Jason Moss has never gotten out of his twenties because he's always angry.
3: That's called competitiveness, too, a little bit. I, I, I don't so know bad.
2: about that, Well, I think I'm, I'm angrier when I'm older right now because I don't put up with stupid people quite so much as I
1: used to. Yeah, but, but you don't lose it like you did when you were in your 20s, okay? I, I At least I hope you don't. No, no. You can, rent, you a... can, rent, you can rent and rave verbally, okay?
2: Yeah. I, I, I haven't given I, anybody I, a pink down in a long time.
1: I don't let I don't let twenty year old Willie ever come out anymore, okay? He's still there, but I don't let him come out and play.
2: You don't let the twenty year old Willie come out and play anymore?
1: You <laughs> no, don't no like sir, I don't using a
2: little button to my egg, right? yeah.
1: <laughs> Mm-mm. And I'm not talking about that, you know damn well. So <laughs>
0: You realize it was, I was that gonna, was so much fun. I
1: was fun. gonna I was going to buy some bomber merch, by the way, on the weekend. But every, every time I went to buy something, my buddy reminded me that that big W could stand for little Willie as well. So I didn't bother.
2: Little Willie. Okay. I'm under a minute left in this show. Let's, let's wrap this one up. Uh, Sorry. you all didn't get to talk about Jason Moss, (laughs) but Hey, what the hell? Well, We're going to talk about coaches coming up in the next couple of games. We're going to do a 60 seconds left. Um, We're going to do a few more shows, maybe uh, get right to the beginning of December and then call it quits for a month. You guys all know that, right?
5: Uh,
2: I'm going to wrap it up right now. This has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 415. I've been your host, uh, Christopher Jones. Uh, Thank you very much. We're going to go around the table real quick with 30 seconds left. Say goodnight, Charles.
0: Uh, Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you uh, sometime later this week.
4: Mark. Good night, folks. 2019 Korea Cup champions. Sounds really good.
3: Phil. Good night. Congratulations to all the Bomber fans, and congratulations to all the CFL fans who got a chance to see games. Willie, go ahead.
1: Good night, everybody. Have a good weekend. We'll, the CFL season's over. It was a great year.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
1: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.